0: This is a Kitty Pod Production. The Keep It To Yourself podcast was taped in front of a live, yet limited, masked, and socially distant audience.
1: From Television City in Hollywood. Picture this, I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips, I am sick, i will a your baby bear in his shit, give me lip,
0: I'ma send you to the yard, get a stick, make a switch, I can end the conversation real quick. I am crack, I ain't lying, kick a lion in this crack, I'm the shit, I will fall off in your crib, take a shit, hit your mama on the boot Kick get your dog, fuck your bitch, Fat boy dressed up like you sat on and took pictures with your kids. We the best, we will cut a fronty face in your chest, little Hey man! Welcome to episode number 107 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above-average podcast ever to hit your ear holes, and still COVID-free after all this time. My name, of course, is Jason Bullet, your humble host. The
1: regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, theta plus the imitator, I'm a fascinator, baby. I demand the hour, demand the, the power, too sweet to be sour. Demand the, the hour, whoo! Too sweet to be sour,
0: Jack. And I'm coming to you yet again from the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York. I'm recording this episode, of the intro thereof, on the evening of Thursday, the 24th of September, 2020. Let's get to the social media before we get into the show here. I have really nothing to say up at this point, but let's get the social media plugs out of the way. Follow me on Twitter at keep underscore podcast, pod at gmail.com, the world's loneliest email if you want to. Send me your comments, suggestions, etc. The Keep It To Yourself Facebook page is also available for you. Just peep out new episodes of this and my other podcast, CR Crime. And we'll get the the plugs for that and other podcasts I enjoy. Just a handful of them that deserve a mention at the end of the show. You can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review, five-star rating, and good rap. That helps me out. Or do the Barstools thing unsubscribe resubscribe or if you're in a friend's house or your workplace you're in the break room that's if you're still in an office these days within safe distance preferably when they're out of your vision within six feet away grab their phone open up the podcast app look for a keep it to yourself podcast hit the subscribe button and also leave a review on their behalf unsolicited but it'll get the numbers up not that i care about it or anything you can also listen on Spotify, Google Podcast, or the podcast of your choosing. Wherever I am, there I am. Wherever you are, there I am. Hello. It has been a bit of a fractious evening here at Bullhouse. House. Not that there are any power outages or anything, but my dad recently got a new cell phone. And he is, at this moment of recording, visiting his companion at her house in North Adams, Massachusetts. My dad texted me when I was sitting in my car waiting to go into my workplace this morning. And he said, well, when you get a chance, could you type in the username and the password? I'm like, okay. So I opened up this app on my phone where I keep all the passwords safe and secure in a quote-unquote vault, texting in both username and password, and then that was it. I said, thanks. So I figured everything was hunky-dory. Then sometime while I was eating dinner this day, evening after I came home from work, obviously, I found out, oh, the password, are you sure this was the password? I said, all right. So I gave him a, a second username and a second password, and he told me that didn't work either. He called me this evening to tell me as much in so many words. He didn't, like, berate me up and down, tear me a new you-know-what. But I have a complicated thing with passwords here. I don't know if you've ever heard of Elite 1337. That's what I use to complexify passwords that way I know them, and nobody else can get at my account, fish me, and you know, mess with my account, take stuff away, you know, one bad thing or another. Well, I'm not going to say what the old password was. It wouldn't be right. It would be completely and utterly dumb of me to do so. But I wound up having to change the password just minutes before I was set to record. My dad called me as I was getting the intro piece you just heard. That was a song called Run the Jewels, DJ Shadow featuring Killer Mike. That was a song called Don't Speak. I think that's what it's what it called. Don't quote me on it. I'm have to put it in the teaser text here, and give the credit. I only use 30 seconds, so I have to pay for the whole thing. Alright, that's all by the by here, but long story short, got the password all set, so YouTube TV. That's what the password was for. I buried the lead there. So YouTube TV continues unaffected. YouTube, Google and all that. Especially Google and my, and how else am I going to type up the scripts for my CR crime, true crime podcast? More on that later, and we'll talk about law enforcement too. I teased last week that we we're going to talk autism and law enforcement, and we are going to do it. But first, as this is episode 107 of the Kitty Pod, we're going to take a book back and a look back and a back look and a, you know, what, let's just hit the time machine. Let's go back to 2007. Before we hit the Wayback Machine, there was somebody who was on the Supreme Court back in 2007, and long before that, who passed away recently. This is the In the News segment, which I haven't done much of because, well, I find the news these days somewhat depressing. I'm sure you feel the same way. And speaking of sad news, last weekend saw the passing of longtime Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Just a brief word here to eulogize her. She passed away at the age of 87. Same age as my grandma Bullet when she passed away in 2014. Six days after her 87th birthday. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the fucking woman. Especially with the current administration we have. It may it not last too much longer. That's just my opinion. This is a woman who graduated from Columbia Law School. And she was the top person in her class. And she met her husband, of course, at the law school. She later went on to, you know, judgeship like the federal court. And then 1993, then-President Bill Clinton nominated her to the Supreme Court, went through the Senate confirmation hearings, got herself a seat on the Supreme Court, and that's where she was until her passing this past Friday. She had had a raft of health problems with cancer and all that. She took it like a champ, and now she's passed away and... I'm not alone saying that I fear for the future of this country. And what a absolutely reprehensibly shitty year this has been. All that has gone on with coronavirus and civil unrest and African Americans getting shot in the street for no reason, if only for the police to flex their muscle or some other part of their anatomy. All I'm saying is this, I hate to get political. There's only one way, in my opinion, I'm sure in yours too, and everybody's telling you, that we could remedy all this, and that is on November 3rd, get out and vote. Or if you have early voting, hopefully you've done that already, or you're planning to do so, or get an absentee ballot, or one thing or another, which I plan to do, by the way. I don't know how you can do voter fraud through the mail rather than at the ballot box, especially if you're an older person, you got underlying conditions, could bring about coronavirus and whatnot. I've had a friend of mine from college who recently had the RONA, but he beat King COVID the nineteenth. But he, unfortunately, or King COVID could wound up, could wind up rather sorry, getting the upper hand on this one could ultimately win the war. So I figured, well, if a friend of mine from college, whom I follow on Facebook, has the ro- coronavirus, I better just get an absentee ballot. But either way, exercise your prerogative now more than ever this fall. All right, that's enough chit chat. Let's go back to two thousand seven. More simpler times and happier times too. You.
1: Soldier boy, hey I got the new dance for y'all called the soldier boy. You just gotta punch then crank back three times from left to right. Uh, uh, soldier boy, i it. Oh. Why me crank it? Why me roll? Why me crank that soldier boy? That's Superman now. Oh. Now why me? You. Crank that soldier. Boy. Now why me? You. Crank that soldier. that why me? You uh,
0: number one on the billboard hot 100 100 this week in the year 2007 soldier boy crank that parentheses soldier boy that was a dance sensation one of the earlier viral dance sensations on youtube this is when youtube was starting to get some pull in terms of social media you know videos going viral and all that well, here we are in the year 2007, ever so briefly, and whoo boy, what a year it was. The year started out with an ice storm, January 15th, Martin Luther King Day. We lost electricity on two separate occasions. First time in the afternoon, about 1.15, didn't get it back till about 6 o'clock. And then later that evening, so right about 9.30, we lost it for about an hour and a half. So it was kind of a hairy experience. We go through another one. We narrowly miss one the following year. You'll find that out whenever episode 108 drops. I don't remember too much from this year. I was still working. I was still in postgraduate life. And then on July 7th, 7-7, the live Earth concert. Two years earlier, in 05, we had the live 8 concert for African Debt Relief. Well, this time, this was to save the planet. I mention that because here we are 13 years later, two thousand and twenty. We got the climate change in full effect now. And Al Gore, former vice president, a year earlier came out with the movie An Inconvenient Truth. And the following year, he wanted to keep up the fight against climate change with this series of concerts throughout the world. Eco-friendly, I'm willing to bet, 2007. Raise money in the fight against climate change, which apparently looks like we're about to lose unless we take swift, bold action that many times down the years but we're going to start to pay the piper in the coming decades on that whole bit the iphone debuted in 2007 you're welcome or i should say thanks rather i use an iphone half for the last few years and it's a lot larger than the original iphones were so the smartphone all but debuted in 2007 and cruising j debuted what's cruising j you ask well the year 2007 also saw me take my first cruise i went to the bahamas with a little stop in florida went to epcot center at walt disney world in orlando then went to the bahamas they had a little private island and there was a rather unpleasant incident involving yours truly i made it out okay honest to god but it was uh, my first time on the high seas and it got a bit rough on the return trip back to new york so that morning, I'm down with mom. God rest her soul. And we're in the dining room down below decks, and it's ordered breakfast. And all of a sudden, I feel this thing coming up in my throat. Like, can you excuse me? I, there was a bathroom right nearby. I rush over, and all of a sudden, it just came out. I hacked it right there, in the middle of the dining room, in front of God, the New York Times, and everybody. Oh, and mom said, "You know what? Forget breakfast. We're gonna go upstairs. And get back to the stateroom." Go back to the cabin, as it were. And that was it. I don't think I puked the rest of the day. It was rough coming back. Oof. It's it's the trip up that's one thing. It's the trip back that's something else entirely. <laughs> well, there are the ends of eras in 2007. ECW, at least the WWE version, they made ECW into the, to the point where it was no longer a relevant brand. It was gone for good. Also on television... We saw the end of Bob Barker after 35 years as host of The Price is Right. I remember back in the days of Analog TV. I sound like an old man. We have a a Channel 6, a CBS station, WRGB. First television, first TV station in the nation. And back in the day, you could get on a rail at 87.7 FM. So when I was at work during the end, and also the last couple of years, when, like the first couple of years of Drew Carey's run, I almost made a mistake there when drew carey was the host i would tune in about 11 a.m and while i was working away i would listen to the prices right and then get the midday news at 12 noon and on the rare occasions i volunteered to come in on sundays i wouldn't be without charles osgood's presence as i also listened to cbs sunday morning it was quite a trip that's all gone now with the disappearance of analog television and here's a scam that deserved to go in two thousand and seven. This thing called Who's Who among American high school students. Sometime after I graduated high school six years earlier, I got a phone call. This is how long ago this was, kids. On a thing called Who's Who among American high school students. I don't know if it was a phone call or a letter or I don't know how they got me, but I said, ah, eh, why not? It'll look good in my resume going forward. Turns out it was nothing but a scam. So, don't miss them. No tears in my beer. Well, there are people who passed away in 2007 who some of us miss. There's tears in our beers for that. And we got a whole shit ton of them. We'll just go through the list here. Yvonne Carlo. If you ever watched TV back in the day? This was Lily Munster on the Munsters. That was Fred Gwynne's wife. Bride of Frankenstein. Or is it Frankenstein? I don't know. Iwao Takamoto. You may not know his name, but this is the man... Who helped brighten your childhood? This guy was the animator producer at Hanna-Barbera. Scooby-Doo, he came up with that character. And one half of that team, Joseph Barbera, would pass away a year later. I just gave away the next episode. Oopsie daisies. Carlo Ponti, legendary film producer. Liz Claiborne, fashion designer, passed in two thousand and seven. Frankie Lane. A singer. He was a he was a guy. If you watch one of my favorite movies of all time, Blazing Saddles, or what I consider Mel Brooks's finest work, he was the guy who sang the theme from Blazing Saddles. Vincent Sardi Jr. Who is he? You ask. Good question. He was a restaurant owner, famous Sardi's restaurant in New York City. This is the restaurant where he had all the the drawings of the famous celebrities. What an establishment that was. I don't know if it's still in business nowadays. Anna Nicole Smith. Who boy this was the first person i can recall who wanted to be famous just for being famous i wrote down here my notes actress but i put quotes in it because that's debatable what her real line of work was Sidney sheldon this was the man who helped pioneer television he was a novelist and television producer helped out with the dick van dyke show i heard about this death on the cruise dennis johnson legendary player with the boston celtics a legendary steal game six of the 1987 Eastern Conference Finals against Detroit. Johnny Moscow. They steal Oh, the oh the crazy. Eddie Robinson speaking of sports. The winningest college football coach, or one of the winningest college football coaches in history. Coached his entire career at Grambling State University in Louisiana. Historical black and black college and university, HBCU. Nothing wrong with that. John Inman. You probably don't know who he is or was, but he was an actor on the first British TV sitcom I remember seeing on PBS called Are You Being Served? He played Mr. Humphreys.
1: Where's Mr. Humphreys? Is he free? I'm free!
0: If you ever watched Are You Being Served, Mr. Humphreys was kind of portrayed as, uh, shall we say, homosexual? For lack of a better, more appropriate term, not that there's anything wrong with that. It was a different time. Britain in the 1970s versus the world in 2020. We're more accepting of the gay lifestyle these days alright social commentary over on back with the old bits Thomas Eagleton this was a man who was originally slated to be the running mate for George McGovern in the 1972 presidential election I may have stumbled over my words there forgive me if I do this for what I've done before and what I've done after anyway Thomas Eagleton was gonna be McGovern's running mate in the 72 election then it came out he had some uh, mental issues and he wound up having to drop out of the running. Kurt Vonnegut. This is a man who lived in Schenectady. The last real job he had was over at General Electric when they were running things over in the Electric City. He lived in the hamlet of Alplaus in Schenectady County. He wound up moving his family to Cape Cod, the story goes, and then he wound up becoming an author. Wrote such great books as Slaughterhouse-Five, Breakfast of Champions. Boy, yeah, slaughter- yeah Slaughterhouse-Five. I thought Norman Mailer wrote that. Okay, he passed away in 2007 as well, speaking of Norman Mailer. The Executioner's Song, he was another great author. Paul Tibbetts, the pilot of the Enola Gay. This is the airplane that launched the atomic bomb. Actually, it launched it, dropped it, over Japan in 1945. There's a story on my mom's side of the family that my maternal grandfather ended up working on the plane. He had something to do with the Enola Gay. And he had nightmares for that for years afterwards. My mom growing up, she reported time that her dad would just wake up screaming in the middle of the night. I don't know if any of this is true, and unfortunately, mom has since passed on, so I can't get a confirm on that one. Porter Wagoner, country singer. Robert Goulet, another singer. Not of country music, but of lounge singing. I remember he did these memorable ads for college basketball on ESPN back in the day. Sean Taylor speaking of sports, when he was with the, well, then the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, he met a sad end. He was shot in the streets of Miami. Evil Knievel, daredevil, jumped over many a car and risked his life and, light and limb and whatnot for the entertainment of thousands the world over. Had a celebrated, infamous stunt where he was going to take this sky cycle and. Jumping over the Snake River Canyon in Idaho, and well, that didn't work. He didn't die then, but he passed in 07. Benazir Bhutto, Pakistan Prime Minister. Laszlo Kovacs, or Kovacs, if you will, cinematographer. Joseph Gallo. Remember Ernesto Gallo and Julio? The winemakers? I may have mixed up the names, forgive me. Calvert DeForest. Who's Calvert DeForest? Well, I remember him from those 1 800 Collect commercials way back when. But if you watch late night television back in the 80s, this is the man who was a fixture on the late show with David, not, well, late show, but in NBC it was late night with David Letterman.
1: thought that why not have some sort of official spokesperson or greeter to meet these fine folks as they get off their bus. So, what we've done tonight, we've sent our very own spokesperson, Mr. Larry Melman to the Port Authority Bus Depot here in New York City, located at 42nd Street and 8th Avenue. And he's standing by right now. Can we go to Larry at the Port Authority Bus Depot? There is the, uh, well, there are all the happy passengers. And uh, boy, look at the... Uh, and there's, there's Larry with the banner that says, Nelcom. And... <laughs> Larry, can you, can you hear me? Yeah. How are you, <laughs> How are you, Larry? Fine. And uh, how's the uh, atmosphere there at the Port Authority Bus Depot? Oh, it's just great. Uh-huh. We're waiting for the people to get off the bus. Yeah, what, what was the most recent bus arrival, Larry? We haven't had any yet, but we have the bus driver. You have the bus driver? Let me ask you this, Larry. How is it you have no buses arriving, but yet you have a driver there? Yeah, well, I guess he got in from uh, one of the other buses.
0: (laughs) Boris Yeltsin, longtime president of Russia and the very first since the collapse of the Soviet Union, also met his end in 2007. Barry Nelson. Some people think Sean Connery was the very first James Bond. By some, I mean many, but... Barry Nelson was actually the first actor to play the super spy, immortalized in Ian Fleming's novels. Johnny Hart, cartoonist. He designed B.C. He grew up in nearby Broome County, a fellow upstater. In fact, he left his legacy in and around the Binghamton area. One of his characters has appeared in a in the logo for the local transit authority down there. Jack Valenti, his film executive. You have him to thank or blame for The ratings of movies. Tom Post, an actor. He was in Newhart. Set in Vermont, believe it or not. Jerry Falwell, evangelist. His son's been in the news recently and not for good reasons. Kurt Waldheim, speaking of infamous people. The UN Secretary General and President of Austria had some controversy in the 80s over statements about Nazis. Ingmar Bergman, legendary film director. Seven Seal, anyone? Tammy Faye Messner, going back to People of the Cloth, allegedly. This was Tammy Faye Baker, but she passed away under the name Tammy Faye Messner. This was Jim Baker's wife. There was this scandalous thing called Praise the Lord, or PTL. And she was mocked in popular culture as, as wearing too much eyeliner. Whenever she cried, it would just come dripping down her eyes. It was rather hilarious. Even though I didn't see anything like this, I was four, I was like, what? Four years old, five years old when all that went was going on? Lady Bird Johnson, the widow of President Lyndon Johnson, passed in 2007. Merv Griffin, this is the man who gave us Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, two of my favorite game shows of all time. Luciano Pavarotti sang his way to that great opera house in the sky in 2007. If you're a fan of the New York Yankees, you lost two legends this year. Phil Rizzuto, Scooter, shortstop and legendary broadcaster. And Hank Bauer also passed away in 2007. Marcel Marceau, a mime. The most famous of the mimes, too. Here's a clip of his performance. Okay, now that you heard that one, Deborah Carr, actress, passed in 07. Joey Bishop, under-raised in acting or comic. He was an honorary member of the Rat Pack back in the day, hanging out with Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. and him. Boots Randolph. Who's Boots Randolph, you ask? He was a saxophone player. And more famous for the theme from the Benny Hill Show. Nelson Riley, He was an actor but he's most remembered as a fixture on the 1970s game show Match Game. And boy was he a riot whenever he was on the panel. You were guaranteed good times.
1: Charles, we're delighted that you're back. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's for Richard. Richard. He's busy right now. Take a message. Richard. (laughs) We're not leaving the show but well what the heck. (laughs) yes Alan everything I told you in New York is true <laughs>
0: two singers passed away in 2007 Ike Turner and Dan Fogelberg if you're a fan of professional wrestling who oh boy you had a rough year a lot of wrestlers went to the squared circle up in the sky and speaking of which there are two wrestlers who passed away recently bullet Bob Armstrong 2020 and Just recently we lost Road Warrior Animal John Laurinaitis. He passed just two days ago as I record this But there are a bunch of wrestling obits in 2007 Bam Bam Bigelow Made his name in three great wrestling promotions Mike awesome Chris Benoit and that was that was really awful. I mean WWE scrubbed his name from the record as it were and he wound up not only Killing his wife, who was also a professional wrestler. I think she was a manager, too. Woman in the ECW. Nancy Benoit. But her two kids, as well. It was just other level sad. And Sherry Martel passed away, too, speaking of wrestlers and managers in WWF, now E. And I believe that will do it for the 2007 Overs. That always seems to be the longest second of these year-end look backs It you know, looks back. Let's go to lighter fare now. Let's go to the world of sports now. Here we go to the pop culture we'll end this here. The Boston Red Sox won their second World Series of the decade, and the 21st century swept the Colorado Rockies. The Indianapolis Colts won their first and so far only Super Bowl. There was a memorable, underrated gem of a halftime show by Prince at the Super Bowl that year. San Antonio Spurs won their fourth ever NBA championship. The Anaheim Ducks won their first ever Stanley Cup. And speaking of Southern California, the Trojans, the big college football program out there, they won the NCAA championship in football over Ohio State. Florida won their second consecutive basketball championship. And there was a big milestone and controversial one in Major League Baseball. Barry Bonds of the San Francisco Giants hit his 756th home run. That's all I'll say about that. He was aided by steroids, so that taints the record some. Onto the big screen, The Departed, starring Matt Damon, was the big winner at the Oscars that year. Took home four awards, including Best Picture, out of the five in which it was nominated. But the top-grossing film, we're seeing the rise of sequels, reboots, etc. This is where the seeds were planted. In the late 2000s, Spider-Man 3 turned out to be the highest-grossing film in America. $336.5 million. Television to the small screen, the biggest television news out of the whole year. I mentioned Bob Barker leaving the prices right, but six days earlier or thereabouts. The end of an era, the last episode of the HBO drama The Sopranos. A much talked about end of the series. You know, I don't want to spoil it for you, but Tony and his family are in the diner and all the Journey's music starts playing. Don't stop believing. Oh stop. Abrupt fade to black. The Big Bang Theory premiered on CBS. It ended its run recently. And I'm glad that they, they were unfortunately able to get some episodes in before the Writers Guild of America strike began in November of 2007. It would spill over into the next year. And finally, wrap up with music. At the Grammys, what a comeback for the Dixie Chicks after badmouthing the president over the Iraq police action. They came back with Best record and best album at the Grammys. The album was Taking the Long Way, and the song on that album called Not Ready to Make Nice wound up taking home Best Record. And that, ladies and gentlemen, ends a rather exhausted look back at 2007. And now, for your feature presentation, Autism and Law Enforcement. For those of you listening on Anchor FM, you're about to hear a 30-second song clip. Unfortunately. If you're listening on other platforms, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you will not be able to hear it. Just thought you want to know. All right, as you can tell, we've made it to my mobile recording studio here. And that's why you hear some outdoor ambient noise, like traffic going by in that. I'm going to be quick about this. As I stated before and last week, the topic of this week's episode of the Kitty Pod is autism and law enforcement. Now, law enforcement these days has been in the news and not for good reasons, what with aims to defund it, abolish the police in some extreme cases, all the stuff going on with guys like Breonna Taylor, George Floyd recently. I'm recording this sometime after the Breonna Taylor verdict was handed in and the number of the Louisville police officers involved were not appropriately punished and all that imbroglio going on. But I want to take law enforcement and put it in the perspective of those in the autism spectrum. Now, thankfully, I've not had any nasty run-ins with the police in my time on this earth since I've been a legal adult. I have had the odd encounter where I was pulled over in my car. Back in my somewhat younger days, I'm going to say late 20s here, I had gone shopping and I went to the Walmart, no free plugs at all. And one of the items I bought was this thing of five-hour energy. You know, it was some long days at the office. I got to get that little late afternoon push so I can make it through the rest of my day. And my mom saw that, God rest her soul, and she said, that's not good for you. You better take that back. So thankfully, I had the receipt, so I was back in the car, back to the Walmart, to go return the item. Not exchange it, return it. But that's not what we're talking about here. On the way... I thought, I, was, uh, I had a cop pull me over. I thought, well, I was weaving in out of traffic, there a fly had gotten into the car, I was just trying to get him out, it was really bothersome. But then I come to find out, I had an expired inspection sticker. The summer of 2011 must have really played on my mind. I had gotten it done in May, and here it was four months later, and that's when they got me. And I was issued a ticket, and that was it. Thankfully, my sister was a lawyer, so I was able to get out of the ticket it really helps to have somebody who's a legal professional to get you out of jams such as these it's helped in my in my estimation then six years later almost i get stopped by the cops again now if you're driving down the road i have this little thing that i keep in the back of my mind when you hear a police siren and you see a police car got the siren going the cherries are all lit if you pull over to the side you know sirens and lights pull to the right if you see the car going past you with the siren wailing and the lights all lit up go about your business you're safe if somehow you pull over and the car is still behind you with the cherries all lit up you're in a heap of trouble boy and that happened again this time i was on exit four near my old workplace and back before the exit for the airport in albany was opened up freeing up some of that traffic, it was a nightmare getting off the Northway, Interstate 87. On this particular day, there was a colony policeman who was, who was in the, who unfortunately was right nearby, Johnny on the spot, pulled me over off of Wolf Road, gave me the ticket, and of course I was very quick this time around to tell Tracy about it, I kind of hemmed and hawed the first time, but I learned my lesson, morning break, called my sister, And then she took care of it. Got me out of another jam. I haven't had any encounters since then. You'll be glad to know. But in the fifth grade, my first encounter with an actual police officer came when I was going through drug, is, drug abuse resistance education. That would be D.A.R.E. And we had two members of the Saratoga Springs Police Department. Officer Lafayette and Officer Copernoff. Mike Copper and all, I got to be friends with his son, Chris. We are good classmates. He played on the boys' hockey team and won the state championship that year, or sophomore year, that is. Well, that's all by the by. And it was all to maintain community relations and educate the kids about the the uh, horrors of doing drugs and all that. You know, war on drugs still going on. I think a little more lax nowadays, but still some dangers about. Now, according to Autism Speaks, there is a bunch of information that they should use here, and I'm going to be quick about this here. Now, they said with the police that when interacting with a person with autism, there are some pointers. Number one, be patient and give the person space. Sounds reasonable. Number two, use simple and concrete sentences. Don't complexify things. Complexify? Is that even a word? Number three, give plenty of time for person-to-person well, person-to-person interaction, but give plenty of time, sorry about the noise, to process and respond. Fourth of all, be alert to signs of increased frustration and try to eliminate the source if possible as their behavior may escalate. Fifth of all, avoid quick movements and loud noises. Maybe what you heard earlier or what you've been hearing all this time. Especially if you're on a stakeout. Okay, didn't put it in there, I just meant that as a joke. And an unnecessary one at that sixth of all do not touch the person unless absolutely necessary that's the big thing here in my book and finally use information from caregiver if available on how to best respond and again use definite articles no wonder the autism society or the autism community has it out for you there's also uh, from autism speaks by the way in case you're wondering what i was talking about there i'm autism society till i die a number of us and the autism community don't like Autism Speaks for various reasons, but that is all by the by. So I just figured I'd give you some pointers on how to handle things with the cops should you get somehow stopped or confronted or whatever. You, know, you get any interaction, like you're pulled over on the side of the road, you're walking down the street, a cop sees you, thinks you're up to no good, and then you have to explain yourself, you're into that whole thing. So just some pointers from Autism Speaks. And you'll pour it in a storm. Thanks for lending me your ear holes for this discussion about autism and law enforcement. Hope you found that informative and insightful. The law might be coming for you if you don't check out these other podcasts. As you hear a little noise from Otis the Wonder Dog beside me here at Bullet House, back indoors. Greetings from Allentown. Peter Winson broke down an episode of WWF Superstars that aired on November 11th, Veterans Remembrance Day, 1989. And I say Veterans Slash Remembrance Day advisably because that was the debut of the Canadian earthquake, the late, great Big John Tenta. That was a rollicking listen. Sportscaster Steve, now Steve, yeah, Steve Bennett, yeah, Steve Winston, Peter Bennett, all right. Well, Steve Bennett hosts the Sportscaster's most recent episode, saw Michael McCarthy. No, not the Mike McCarthy coached the Dallas Cowboys, ex of the Green Bay Packers. This is a different Michael McCarthy I'm sure his mother called him that when he got in trouble, but anyway, Michael McCarthy of Front Office Sports, and we went to the world of music again, Rick Emmett of the Canadian rock band Triumph, that was a great interview, the Break It Down show of the noteworthy guest that Pete A. Turner had on his podcast this past week, Jake Stafford, a British musician, and British actor Matthew Marsden, ever heard of him? And of course, my podcast, CR Crime, my true crime podcast that is, We started the first of a two-part look at the Columbia High School shooting in East Greenbush, New York on February 9th, 2004. Part 1 is out this week. Part 2 will be out next week. We'll be covering the trial, introducing about a couple more characters into what was the mayhem of that day. Thankfully, nobody died. Spoilers. But we will cover the trial in the next episode. This week is just Part 1. We detail the shooting itself and introduce the main players. So check those podcasts out and continue your support for this podcast. I haven't mentioned I don't know if I mentioned before, but I do have a Venmo account. You can just look for my name, Jason-B-U-L-L-E-T-T. Don't forget the spelling. And if you've got any money lying around virtually, that is, you can send me a few shekels my way. I truly appreciate it. Hopefully I I'll get a Patreon going before too too long here. Alright, speaking of money, you may be want to having a flutter on this week's sports action in the national football league and this is week three of the stone cold lead pipe lock of the century of the week this is where i take a game from this week's nfl action hopefully if college still interests me there's more conferences coming back the pac-12 said they're gonna wait till november to do the football but we're gonna focus on the pro game here now just a brief update my pick of the los angeles rams went through they defeated Philadelphia last week, so I am 1-1 one one on the season. So without any further let, hindrance, delay, ado, etc. Here is this week's official play. Maestro. Alright, I went through about four games that really tickled my fancy, piqued per- my interest, and perked my interest. So I went with this one. This is Dallas at Seattle. We're on the West Coast, late kickoff. Cowboys are 2-1-0. My brother-in-law has got to be over the moon, but let's not get excited. You're only 2-1-0 early on because both my team, the New York Giants, and the Philadelphia Eagles last week's pick are sucking ass this year so far. New York Giants didn't help their case last week when Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. Now he's done for the year. I really don't know much about Seattle, but they're not going to have the 12s in the stadium. Usually that place is just rocking big time. Got the big fan support. And home and away it doesn't matter this year with no fans in the stands at most stadiums. So taking all that into account, it ain't going to matter. They'll be minus the 12s, the 12th man. So I'm going to take Seattle plus the points. Seattle minus the 12. Seattle plus the points, 4.5. The Bill Simmons Memorial Vegas zone. And he's not dead. I just wanted to get a good, for nice rest. So there you go. And that will do it for this edition of the Keep It To Yourself Podcast episode 107 in the series thank you for listening i'll try and do better next time appreciate the support never take the audience for granted never have never will as i said before you can subscribe rate and review this podcast on apple Podcasts. you can also listen on spotify google Podcasts, all the usual places normally i play feel it all around by washed out to end this episode but instead i'm going to play a different song i'm going a different route here if you will In honor of Rick Emmett's appearance on The Sportscasters with Steve Bennett, I'm playing Triumph's Lay It On The Line. And that's what I try to do every time I hop in and get in your ear holes. Lay it on the line for you. So as always, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you on the next one, whenever that may be. And as always and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling underneath that mask which you should be wearing. And wash your hands and social distancing and all that. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. May I ask a personal question? How much do you think I can bench press?